I bought stones for 30 quid from B&Q once, and they're more useful in my garden than John Stones is for fucking City and the heart of their defence. <laughs> he is absolutely fucking shite, he is. On this episode of the podcast... We review the final Premier League table as the season drew to its conclusion on Sunday. We go over all the teams from top to bottom and review how they did this season, whether they underperformed, overachieved, how they'll do next season and who their player of the season is. So sit back, relax, crack open a cold one. It's time for four manks, one toffee. No one was expecting that. No, I can't believe it. I thought I spit snide that. Nah, I love it, mate. It's genius. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's almost almost cheating. No Is way. it as snide as Bournemouth going down because Aston Villa didn't oh. get a goal conceded against him because of goal line technology against Sheffield United? That is mental. That is. <laughs> I mean, from the perspective of someone was saying this on on the radio today <clears throat> that. If you think about it, if that goal had gone in and been given, then it would have changed the course of not only that game, but the season for both of those clubs anyway. So yeah. who's to say that if they both didn't get a point from that game, then it would have meant that, I don't know, Villa would have fought harder for the rest of the season and maybe picked up more points along the way. So it's just one of them. They, could have, rolled up, they could have rolled over, couldn't they? And like yeah. not beaten Arsenal the game, the game before. Sheffield yeah. United could have made a last late charge for six. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's has got as many negative permutations as positive permutations when you look at either side of the argument. Um, but, I mean, to get that piece of technology that wrong... It's mental. I mean, they did admit, didn't they? Well, we just didn't turn it on. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're checking a game, is the VAR, sorry, is the goal line technology definitely working? Yeah, sorted. Yeah, we didn't switch off or someone didn't switch off. It, uh, it, in was, the last it was the first game back after the road. <laughs> yeah. First game back. All eyes are on it. Everyone's watching. Yeah. Uh, and they're not even still about frequent, frequent, are they? Months. No, I love like, how it's the first game back, and I just imagine this scenario where like these two lads are sat in a box, and one of them's like, "You switch the goal line technology on, Dave?" Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> why? <laughs> I forgot. Does it matter? <laughs> yeah, we've got rare them decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> referee doesn't rely on this. It's just wild because I think it's the first time that it's ever failed, doesn't it? And yeah. It's like Premier League. We've seen we've seen we've seen VAR be so horrific at times this season goal line technology in Hawkeye is the one thing that we can rely on mm. so now that like you said you never know what would have happened if that result had gone the other way Villa could have conceded that goal and then went and won the game 2-1 yeah like we literally do, there's a million possibilities do you think but, do you not think it's funny though how like in all walks of life even in a game that brings and you see billions and billions of pounds that l literally a small human error can make such a difference in something like that that's so stupid and even you know what and where during the game 
And when it happened, everyone was sat and turning into the expert, like, oh, maybe there was too many bodies in the way and it interrupted the system. And, oh, maybe it didn't pick it up because it was behind the post and all that sort of thing. No, yeah. they just didn't switch it fucking on. Well, that, that comes to Crazy. how reliable Hawkeye has been. The fact yeah. that we had, to, we had people making excuses for it because it's never failed ever. No. But then it's, it's so shit. Like, let's be honest, out of that bottom four, all four of them should have really gone down. Yeah. They've all been fucking awful. The one I feel really sorry for is Bournemouth because of how they've been with injuries this season. They have been shot from the word go. Mm. And it's shown they've conceded 60 goals every season since they've been in the league. Fine. Sort your defence out. They finally got a good keeper. They might have got somewhere. But they've missed Wilson. They've missed King. Stanislas. Harry Wilson's been injured when he's been on loan. They finally got all the team together. They put up a fight against us. They beat Everton. They put a fight up against Spurs. Mm-hmm. They're the Premier League team out of them four. I, Watford, yeah. fuck them. They can go down. Don't yeah. sack your manager two games before the end of the season. Fuck uh-huh. Watford. You're a small club. You deserve to go down. They definitely <laughs> deserve to go down, Watford. I just feel really sorry for Bournemouth because I... I just think Eddie Howe's done an incredible job of that club. Like, and they, they have been punching above the weight for a long time. They're a tiny club. They're not a Premier League-sized club. They're just really not at all. When you consider Leeds are coming up and West Brom are coming up, potentially, I mean, out of the two teams, out of the four teams rather in the playoffs, I mean, how was the, other, how was the playoff game going tonight between Fulham and Cardiff? Uh, I don't know I'm going to put it on now, actually. It was 0-0 when I touched a couple of minutes ago. I'd expect Fulham to get a result out of that. Obviously, Brentford had a bad night last night. I think they'll go out. Yeah, God, did you see IU's goal? Yeah, yeah. Class. good, good goal. <laughs> but he really missed a penalty. Goal. He missed a penalty, the yeah, but he more than made up for it. Yeah, he made up for it, didn't he? <laughs> I just think Bournemouth, uh, they're a tiny club. Like They're probably, arguably, maybe a League One-sized club. So, for Eddie Howe to keep him in the league, and I know we're saying about, I mean, Nathan Ackie's a Premier League defender, of course he is. You take him out of the equation, he gets a bit sketchy at the back. And it's always been a bit sketchy with keepers as well, but they're just really unfortunate. Nailed it this season. With the keeper, that, that Ramsdale that they've brought through looks really good. Mm-hmm. He looks really good. Yeah, the defence is getting old. Steve Cook, his, his better days were in League One. Like he's, he's got no legs anymore. Uh, but the strikers would fit in any bottom half Premier League club. Yeah. Quite comfortably. The leave, I think. Oh, yeah. they, they're the team. They're going to get raided. Like they are going to get absolutely annihilated in the transfer market well, because they won't have the finances to keep them either. No, this is and not- that's a bit like you said about the size of Premier League clubs. People around the world will still watch Leeds United, whatever league they're in. They they'll still watch Sunderland, whatever league they're in. But this is Bournemouth. Yeah, they were rom- they were a romantic story, but they are a they are a tiny club. They can't afford to keep these big players. They've got no chance. No. And out of the three that have gone down, I'd back them to be the last ones to come up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I, I, that's what I was just going to put put across then was obviously of the three that have gone down, who would you fancy to? Would anyone sort of come straight back up? Or I can't see any of them coming straight back up. No, Norwich were Norwich have been incredibly poor this year, and they're likely going to lose like players like Emil Buendia and uh, Todd Campwell. They're 
and apparently, have you heard that the, the rumor for their um, right back? <laughs> yeah, um, Max Aaron's. Max Aaron's yeah. apparently Bayern Munich want him. Now that would be some transfer, bottom of the Premier League, million, in it? top of the German league. That would be insane. He, he looks like a good player, though. He, he looks does. like a very good player. I like the look of that yeah. right winger. Scored yesterday, I think. Oh, um, Fingy Hernandez. Is it Ramirez or something like that? Fernandez, Ramirez, Hernandez. Aurel Hernandez. Yeah. The one that got so disallowed. He, yeah. He played, yeah, that was it. He had it disallowed in the end, didn't he? But he played amazing yeah. against Everton when I watched that. And I've he seen him play amazing. really well against the teams. Yeah, he played amazing against us when he came on in the FA Cup. Just he came on and changed, changed the team. Yeah, they'll get raided. I think Watford, I can't see Watford getting raided. Sar will go. Yeah. Sar will go. I think, I think, what, I think will go. Because Decore yeah, is yeah, a I mean, I, I think Watford might keep most of their team, you know. I do. And be, and be a strong team them. for next season. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, if you look at Stoke, Stoke didn't sell anyone. Everyone thought they'd come straight back up and uh-huh. they'd just about survive this year, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also depends on who's going to be their manager next year. Like, well, I, yeah. bet there's about, I bet there'll be about four of them. Yeah, and do you know what? There's probably not going to be many suitors either, because people look at that club and you can they'll be like, you can get fucked if you think that I'm going to go and manage Watford when yeah. I'll just get sacked by fucking November anyway. Big so. Sam, I Big I Sam. don't understand Big that, Sam. mate. Like, if you're a manager and you've seen their record over the last six years of sacking managers, even when they're performing well, mm. why the fuck would you want to go there? I mean, yeah. I know some of them might want money or just something to do. Just hold out. It's an ego thing, isn't it, with managers? I mean, you'd expect... I'd want my manager to to be arrogant as anything and have the ego and the belief to think, I can come in here and I can turn this around and I won't just be another manager who gets sacked. I think that's what Pearson did. I think Pearson took it and thought, I'm going to save this club. I'm going to take him from 20th. I'm going to save him. I'm going to be the hero at the end of it. And, and the he way almost he did. Him, he nearly did. The way he treated him. I mean, let's face it. If Pearson would, if Pearson would have stayed in charge... It's diff- City and Arsenal's difficult. It's mm. difficult. You're looking, you're going to be very lucky to get results against them the way that Watford have been playing. But where's, where does it make any sense to get rid of him with, with those two big games left? Like, surely you want a bit of consistency, see the season out, and then make a decision. He, he bring in Hayden Mullins. He must have been and shat on the Pozzo's desk or something like that. For him to get sacked with two games, he must have something behind the scenes must have gone on between. Yeah, it's just the owner doesn't know how to run a fucking football club, and 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 there lies the problem. And this is why we see clubs like Wigan go into administration and Berry become no more, and Oldham are struggling, and all these clubs like they get managers because the the tests aren't there properly for like the owners and. It's funny, really, because you kind of now see the other end of that, where the Premier League are spending fucking ages trying to decide on whether the Newcastle takeover can go through. And Newcastle are sat there like, we need to know the the transfer window is open now. Like, why can't you just make the decision? Because it is all down to the Premier League saying yes or no now. So they say yes. Well, is that? Sorry? When's that decision going to be made? No one knows. No one knows. That's going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not happening. I think it did, we've what? been talking about this for about six, eight months now. Mm. If it's not gone through by now, they've clearly found something that's stopping it. It's not yeah. going to happen. They're going, they're going to get bored and they'll go, they'll go and buy someone else in a foreign country.
do we really need to start with Liverpool at the top? Shit. <laughs> Underachieved. Under, underachieve. They couldn't get 100 points. They bottled it. Shit, I was just move on. For respect to them, they've, every yeah. team in the league this season has been wanked. This is the worst Premier League we've seen since Leicester won it. Yeah. And I'd argue that this is worse. Yeah. But they, they haven't been. They've been brilliant. 32 wins has never been done before. Oh, yeah. It, it was the perfect season the for them. But it, uh, I'd love to say it's a one-off. It wasn't. We said it on the first episode. They, they've done it twice now. Yeah. Give them credit. But if they don't sign players, they're not doing it again next season because every team is going to come for them next season. I'm going to play, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I think last season as well, you could argue that it was a two-horse race again. I mean, who finished third last season? Was it Chelsea? Chelsea or Spurs? Yeah, yeah, one of the two. It was Chelsea or Spurs. Chelsea. Let's face it, none of the again, apart from City and Liverpool, none of the teams are even close to challenging. No. I think I think Jose potentially I mean, you, facing facts, we've come out of lockdown and Jose has got Spurs from fourteenth to sixth. So he's not done, he's not done as bad a job as people are slightly for. Some of the performances are very fucking uninspiring. But at the end of the day, was performances. Black white. Yeah. results are black and white and he's got them up to six. They could potentially be a lot better next season with the right investment. Chelsea are looking like they're going to be a lot better. They just need to sort the defence out. We need to make a few signings. I don't expect us to challenge for the league next year, but I expect us to be better. Um, and then you've got like the likes of even your ass. I mean, take the piss out of Arsenal, but I'd expect Arsenal to at least be pushing top six again next year with a little bit more structure and a game plan under Arteta. I don't think Liverpool are going to have it as cut and dry as what people are making out next season. I think it's going to be a lot more difficult for them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be this two horse race that we've just seen over the last couple of seasons. I think it's going to be a, a couple of other teams that have a little bit of an opinion next year, but. Remains yeah. to be seen. Yeah. I fully agree. They they need to sign Liverpool. They got away with it this year with only signing Adrian and Harvey Elliott, um, and a, a really really shit Premier League. I mean, we finished on the same points and finished three positions higher. Like that, that was awful. Leicester bottled a fourteen point lead and finished fifth. You can't you can't do that if you're a Premier League club fighting for Champions League football or pushing for a title. No, but. They need investment, and it scares me. It does scare me. It makes me happy as a United fan. But if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be worried that, well, Chelsea went and nabbed Werner. Mm. They've now not got the money for Koulibaly or Meccano. Something, a lot of their uh, off-field staff was still on furlough for the longest time. Something's going on with the finances behind the, the end scenes at that club. And well, I sign. would be worried if I was a Liverpool fan that they have no money. Mm. And that gap is going to get closed a lot next season. They just made the right signings, didn't they? In terms of people like bring well bringing Alexander Arnold through the the academy and that, but um, Andy Robertson was a, 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 an amazing signing, really, uh, for as little as he was. But then they signed Allison and Van Dijk, but that was only because they sold Coutinho. So yeah. it makes you think, really, doesn't it? Like. <laughs> If they can't yeah. afford Werner for fifty million, they're That's not what I mean. really going to get anyone for much less than that. There's well, there's some if there's something going on behind the scenes at that club that doesn't look right. Yeah, like if they've not got fifty million after winning the league, winning the Champions League the season before, winning the league this season, 
a club as big as Liverpool with supposedly billionaire owners mm. and they ain't got 50 million to spend, that would worry me that. Yeah. They're going to have to offload that. I mean, they got rid of Lovren today, didn't they? I expect Shakiri to go. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the Rigi will go. Obviously, Lallana's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Lallana's gone. Um, there's going to be probably another couple of players who, I mean, I think players like, I think Liverpool's starting 11 is really good. Like, they've got a very good starting 11. You question some of the players on the bench. Like, I don't think Oxlade-Chamberlain's good enough. I, I don't think he's consistent enough. I, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Is he, is he a, a player for a, a Champions League pushing, Premier League pushing side, though? I wouldn't have thought so. Mm. I, I, I've not really seen enough of it. He has really good games sometimes, and then he goes missing in, in a lot of other games. Yeah. I don't think Wijnaldum's consistent enough. It's actually quite funny if you look on if you look on Twitter, a lot of Liverpool fans kicking off for the fact that Vinealdum starts a hell of a lot more games than Naby Keita. Mm. It's really funny to see them not turning on Klopp, but starting to question a lot of his decisions when it comes to his team selections. I mean, Keita showed it against Chelsea the other night, scored an absolute banger. He's arguably one of the best players. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. But what's the way to start? Five games together a week, can he? No, no. Injured, do they? Yeah, all sent off. Yeah. Yeah. Problem so, in it. That's Liverpool done then. I'm just conscious that we've got 19 other teams to have a look at. Well, yeah, let's get real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we've done the relegation front teams. We've only got four teams left. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so, middle lot, we can just say exactly the same. So, City then, how do you think they've done this season? Underachieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defenders. They, yeah. need to, they need to rehash the defence. Laporte's world-class, apart from that. He's not replaced company, like we've said before. Um, and he's just had massive issues, and that's been a downfall of their season for me. Who's been the they, best spent 60, they spent £60 million on a full-back that don't even play. And you've got Benjamin Mendy, who can't even kick a ball. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. He's just there for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is, yeah. Who's been the best player of De Bruyne? Yeah, clearly. Probably, isn't it? But mm. Best player in the league. So what do you Josh, say? Josh is wincing. I'm not saying anything. He's proved me wrong the last couple of games, so I'm sure yeah. you know. <laughs> what do they think they'll do next season? I reckon they're going to spend another 200 million and push again. They're apparently they need, they need to spend. They need to spend 200 million. Yeah. That worryingly, the, the amount of money they've spent and they're already behind. Yeah. I think that's just. The choice of the selection, uh, the choice of the the signings, though, because like you said, they've spent sixty odd million on Cancelo and he he never plays, and they spent fifty million on Mendy and he's shite, and they they don't have any full any centre backs really apart from Laporte. Stones, fifty million on Stones, shit. Like yeah. they sold they sold they sold Angelino, bought him yeah. back from PSV, and then loaned him out to fucking Leipzig. Yeah. Weird. I bought stones for 30 quid from B&Q once and they're more useful in my garden than John Stones is for fucking City and the heart of their defence. <laughs> he is absolutely fucking shite. He is. He's just not good. I mean, for Everton, I'm surprised because for Everton, like, Josh, you're probably the best person to talk about this, to be honest. For Everton, I thought he was class. He looked really good. Mm. Yeah, well, well, one of the very few things that Everton does well is goes through the lower leagues, finds a little gem, Polishes them up, gets them, gets the confidence up, gets them playing well, then sells them on for a massive profit, and then for some reason they just go shit. <laughs> <laughs> not, well, not all of them, not all of them, but 
you know, for the, Les Scott did all right. You know, we took him from Wolves when he was quite injury prone. Got him in the England squad, did a great job for us. Then he went to City. And to be fair, he wasn't the best defender, but he did a job for them. Yeah. Rooney, obviously, you know, it's, his name speaks for himself, really. Don't know, he's yeah. just world-class footballer. We've Alex quite a few young lads in the, in the ranks at the moment. Holtgate's going to be pretty decent. I don't know why you're laughing. What, what have you said behind my back? Alex, Alex Iwobi. <laughs> no, no, let's not, let's not rehash that. The guy yeah, imagine, imagine you sell him on for like 90 million next season. No. Yeah, about to Arsenal. We wouldn't even get 9 million for him. No chance. <laughs> so, City then. Um, that's done. What about, well, we've probably talked about them loads, but Man United, what, do, what are we saying about our season? Overachieved. I think we've overachieved. Yeah, I think overachieved. Right. I, I, just, I just don't know how we've done it. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah, you've done the unthinkable. You've broke top yeah. three. <laughs> Twenty-four games in a season, we were shit. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen unbeaten at the end. Got it just shows the it shows the quality. Shows the quality of the league. I mean, I I didn't when when we got beat by Burnley two 0 I was fearing the worst. I just didn't know. I stuck up for Ollie throughout, and that was the only, the only game in his career where I thought maybe this isn't fucking working out. This. I remember us having a big debate about it. I remember me and you really having a debate about Ollie in or Mm. Ollie out Mm. after that game because I was fully like, because we hadn't signed Bruno at that point, and I thought if we'd gone another window without signing anyone. And we just lost two 0 to Burnley. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. We need Pochettino while he's still available. Yeah. And to his credit, we got Bruno over the line. And since then, I'm not going to say it's been a it's been a revolution, but it's definitely the start of something. Yeah. I mean, to go what twenty twenty three games not losing, and then we lost the FA Cup semi final. 14 unbeaten in the league, caught up a 14 point against Leicester. We we had absolutely no right to finish in that top four this season. No. We have been diabolical at times this season. Mm-hmm. Absolute horseshit. But then we come back from what lockdown. do I give a fuck? No. no. Champions <laughs> League. Mm. And that, that's going to be a big thing because of the pull, the pull on players. Like, I don't think United will ever have too much of a problem attracting the best players because it's it's Man United. But at the same time, it makes it easier. Like there will be oh, God, players yeah. who are like, oh, I could go and play in the Champions League, or I could play for Man- Manchester United, one of the biggest teams in the world, one of the biggest teams ever. Like that. Now we've got the both. We are both Manchester United, and we're back in the Champions League again, which I think is. I don't like saying where that clubs or certain clubs deserve or don't deserve to be in the Champions League because I think that's disingenuous to the smaller clubs who don't want to become elitist about the competition. But Manchester No club United, deserves to be anywhere. No. It doesn't matter no. about your history. You're only better than your last game and the team in front of you. Yeah. We don't deserve to be in Champions League football. We deserve it because we've made it into the top three and we've, beat, we've done enough to be better than the other 17 teams. Hmm. Like the top two have been away from everyone, Liverpool especially. The rest of the league has been absolute dog shit. We've just been at the top of the dog shit. Yeah. yeah. I so was giving it loads yesterday about you lot. When you were nil-nil <laughs> half-time, 
and I was I was just going on a massive rant about your game against Southampton where you obviously threw points away. Mm-hmm. And I I think West West Ham wasn't it when you went one nil down. Yeah, yeah. I just get a point from that, and I was just giving it loads because you were poor. You were you were just it was boring football. There was nobody making runs. You weren't pressing. It was just all in the middle of the park, knocking it around your midfield and your back line. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking. If you've got any aspirations of getting third spot, I know obviously you only I think you only needed a draw to get yeah. top four, didn't you? Yeah. But if if I was a United fan or a United player or somebody involved with Man United with the history that you've got, I'd be going third spot. Don't give a shit about fourth. Fourth's crap. I mm-hmm. want third. I want the best that we can possibly get. And that first half performance, I was giving you loads. I was saying, God, like you don't deserve it after these last three games. But fair yeah. play to you. Fair play to you. You know, two nil away to Leicester. No pushovers. I know they've bottled it the second half of the season, but you deserve that third spot. Well, they Keen went out said it to win it, didn't they? And we didn't. Yeah, like Roy Keane said it on Sky Sports. So, and you know what? No disrespect to Leicester, but I completely and utterly agree. Fucking like we've got to beat Leicester at the King Power. To, to clinch top four, where the fuck's the pressure in that? Like we should we should be beating mm. Leicester all day. Like, yeah. It's not even a question. Even if they've got a full strength team, and he didn't, they had Madison missing, they had Pereira missing, they've got Chilwell missing. They've got no defence basically at the moment. They've got Wes Morgan who looks very overweight, by the way. Mm. Yeah, Can't even though yeah. mentioned this, he doesn't look like he's match fit. He was he all. was a big guy to begin with, but he looks big. Hmm. He doesn't look match fit at all. I and no. for us to struggle in that first half yesterday was just—I I didn't know. You, we talk about match fit. fitness, and that—that's been our biggest problem is the fact that we've not been able to rotate in this. Like, let's be honest, this freak end of a season where we've played every three to four games, and teams like West Ham when they came to us, they came with a fresher squad because, yeah, they're eleven shit, the whole twenty-two shit, but so they can rotate around them players. We've got a really good eleven. But look at the fucking bench. I know, that's the problem. With, and, and we made it hard for ourselves in the first half of the season where we couldn't rotate now. We had no choice but to play that 11. The, the one game we had a chance to rotate was against Chelsea. And unfortunately, Ollie got it wrong. He should have rotated but kept the formation the same. Mm. He got it wrong. De Gea handed it in the game. It is what it is. I'm not asked. We've got top four. The decision was justified in the end because we finished third. Yeah. But... It, all these last few games have shown us, especially if we're going to go for a push in the Champions League next season, say hypothetically we get to the quarterfinals and the game's coming thick and fast, we need squad depth. Yeah. And we need quality. Like, nice. it's, embarrass- it's embarrassing how bad our squad depth is. You look at City, if Sterling needs a rest, we've got Riyad Mahrez on. Oh, Aguero yeah. needs a rest, we've got Jesus, we've got Foden. The defence is the only place that they've not got depth. Mm-hmm. We've got, if Bruno's fucked, or oh, you've got to keep playing, mate, because we're not playing Pereira. Yeah, or Lingard. <laughs> well, he came on squad. Jesse he? Lingard. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the table, the stats don't lie. I think we were the second, second in the league. Best, third, third best defence in the league. Third best defence in the league behind City and Liverpool, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the stats don't lie. We've, we've had the third best defence. Maguire has been a good signing, and I'm sick of United fans on Twitter and everywhere else saying that he's not been, and other fans it's are a, like. It's a short-term memory thing. People aren't, people aren't remembering how good he's been this season. Yeah, he's, he's been brilliant, and Lindelof's been brilliant, but people are remembering these last five games where Lindelof has been the standout defender. Like Lindelof has been fantastic to the yeah, point where we've got fans saying, 
do we need another centre back? Well, yeah, we do, <laughs> but maybe not. But maybe not a starter because Lindelof might be finally claiming that place now. Yeah, this is where Nathan Aki comes into the um, into the equation. Like, is he the perfect backup centre back? Because he knows he's not going to come from Bournemouth and go straight into Manchester United's first team squad. So he knows he'll be coming I'd, in a rotation, decent player. I'd take him all day long. I think he's good. I think he's a good ball playing defender. I think he's quick. I think he's got all the attributes that, that Maguire and Lindelof don't necessarily have in abundance. And I think he'd be really good complementing either of them. If you look at our centre backs that are on the bench, Phil Jones or Nathan Ake, who would you rather have? Oh, yeah, definitely Nathan Ake. And he's got the rather purple Ake, mate. Jesus Christ. So, quickly then, um, Man United's best player this year? Bruno. Bruno. Bruno changed the game, didn't it? If we're not going Bruno because he's only been there half a season, I'm going even Maguire or Martial. I think they've been they've been brilliant. Martial's been fantastic. He looks like the striker that we finally needed. David De Gea. (laughs) (laughs) This is what amazes me. We've we've got the third best defense, and De Gea's handed half the league a goal every game. True. You know, is what it is, eh? Dean Henderson. Your best player didn't play for you. <laughs> Honestly, I fucking hate West Brom. Me, like, I've always hated them when they're in the Premier League, and they they had players that like Chris Brunt and fucking who, who did they have that time? <laughs> Just these players that are shit. Zoltan Gera. 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 Usually, but then they the Carnu, mate, and they turn <laughs> into. Gareth. Some, Macaulay. (laughs) It does my head in, and they're just constantly in a relegation battle or constantly mid table. It seems like that that annoy me. They've never got any ambition to go like any higher than where they are or get any into Europe. And do you know what? It was funny, they were talking about this on um, Talksport earlier regarding Crystal Palace. So, Crystal Palace. Are like adamant that they want to keep hold of Wilfred Zaha. He wants to leave because he's, and I think he probably could do a job for a top four, top six team, or at least a team in Europe. Now, they're saying that they want to hold out and keep him. But why? Like, you know why? Do, don't you? Because if he, and that's why, because if they get rid of him, they are done. They are relegated next season. So this is what the, this is what they were saying. But then on, on the other hand, they were also saying, yeah. But the thing is, though, Roy Hodgson is getting more and more vocal in the, the media that he wants more players and he wants strengthening of his first eleven. But they don't have the cash to do it. Sell Zaha, just sell yeah. him and get the money and strengthen your, your squad. You could buy, I don't know, two or three decent players for the money you'd get for Wilfred Zaha that'll that'll do a job for him. Um, to keep them up, like, and if they if they do go down, then they deserve to go down if they can't yeah. can't hack it. Yeah. So look, if Wilfred Zaha up. wanted to go that much, he wouldn't have signed a five year contract. I think that was a favour to him, though, wasn't it? Because it's like, well, now if someone does come in for him, they they have to buy him out of his contract, basically. But he's he's shot himself in the foot though, because last season he they wanted eighty million for him. They won't mm. get more than fifty this season. No chance. No, no way. No. He's not been good enough. He scored like five goals. Mm-hmm. Townsend said it perfectly today though. I was listening to that interview with him and he, he said I feel like my injury or my issues this season and the fact that we've lost Wan-Bissaka 
have, have not helped Zaha at all mm. in terms of his stats, his goal scoring and assist stats, which I can understand. So what you're saying is he's only good when he's got, he's got good players around him. Yeah. Exactly. Which is the so he's like Paul Pogba then. <laughs> right. So just to pick up from where we left off, because um, I feel like because we've started it, we've got to finish it. So yeah, um, it. Chelsea. How do you think their season's gone? Under overachieved? Overall. Before we go into Chelsea properly, I am getting sick to death <laughs> of all these Chelsea fans on Twitter that go on about poor little Chelsea that have had a transfer ban and they've sold the best player. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> you signed. Pulis- Pulisic came in. He wasn't there last season. Kovacic, fair enough. He He... Played last season, but on loan. But he's still signing permanently. So that's still technically a signing. Then they brought back Tammy Abraham. And they brought back Mason Mount. And they brought back Tamori. Like... Reese James. Reese James. They went into the first team. So it's not like you've had nothing. It's not like your whole squad's been decimated by a transfer ban. So I'm not having that they were, oh, they've done so well with a transfer ban. You could even signed a player. Pulisic, but because it was done the season before, you, you were still allowed to have him. So, yeah, you've lost Hazard, but Pulisic looks like he's in the same ilk as Hazard. I said on fucking Twitter before, they even brought back Batshuayi. And Batshuayi, yeah. yeah, I'm fucking hell. And, and I looked it up afterwards as well, and I was fucking right. He scored a winner for Chelsea earlier in the season against fucking Ajax. It was a big yeah. goal in the fucking Champions League. Can't forget to put petrol. I forget to put petrol in my fucking car. Yeah, I forget what day of the week it is sometimes. But I remember that Batshuayi scored a fucking winner for Chelsea <laughs> at the start of the season against Ajax. <laughs> I, they brought everyone back off loan. They've had about six or seven new signings. They've not done fucking badly. It's not really been a transfer ban. I I'm going to play no. devil's advocate here. Lampard Roy. didn't sign. Lampard didn't sign Pulisic. Right no. back though. He well, he didn't bring him back. He was coming anyway. Yeah. He might not. He might not have wanted him, and that was clear that he didn't want him because he didn't play him for the first half of the season. Even when he was fit, he didn't play Pulisic. It's only I don't know if he's had a bit of tough love in training or whether he's come in and he's finally realised how good he is because he looks fucking brilliant. Yeah, he does. Uh, Kovacic, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. The kids that they brought back are exactly that. They're just kids. But he played. Think, they played under him at Derby. But I think, yeah, but that's in the Championship. We're talking about fourth well, place Chelsea here. Yeah, like the kids that they've brought in. I don't think any of us expected them to do as well as they have done. Like they they played at Derby. If they were still at Derby last season, would we be saying they should be playing in the Euros? Absolutely not. They've come back to Chelsea, and I think all of them would be in the Euro squad. Mm. So we've got we've got to give him credit for that. We have He's to. He's done all right. They've done all right. I think, I think they've had a fantastic season. We had they the have, debate yeah. earlier today about Roy Keane's comment where oh, Lampard's had a better season than Oli. I'm inclined to agree with him. I genuinely think he's had a better season. I think we've had a better end to the season, but we finished on the same points. Yeah, right. We've beaten three times out of four. But Lampard hasn't been able to... I know he's had players come in. He's not been able to buy who he wants. He's had to deal with the hands that he's been dealt with. We... We're lucky to bring in Maguire. We're, we're lucky enough, not lucky enough, they were stupid to get transfer banned in the first place. So I've got mm-hmm. no sympathy for that. I've got sympathy for Lampard because he had nothing to do with that at all. But he's no. dealt with it. He's reached an FA Cup final. Yeah, He's finished in the top four. I don't think anyone gave him a hope this season. No one. Everyone was laughing. I, I completely disagree. Like I, I think Lampard and Ollie, I'll, I'll say this now, 
I don't think either one has done fucking better than the other this season. I think they've both done fucking great jobs. But Lamp- we're talking here about Lampard, right? Um, I, I was saying I was saying this on Twitter to someone earlier today. It's not like he's fucking inherited with the transfer ban an absolute shell of a team. No. Chelsea have a good side. You've got a good side. We're talking about a team that only just fucking won the Europa League recently. Finished like, they're not fucking that bad. They finished third last season. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're not that bad. They've got a really good side. They've lost Hazard. And, yeah, Hazard's going to fucking hurt you. But they had a good team apart from that. They weren't a one-man team, Chelsea, by any fucking stretch of the imagination. No. I don't think they've underachieved the season. But I don't think they've overachieved either. I fully, I, 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 I fully believe they've overachieved. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I believe the other two London clubs have severely underachieved. Mm. Which we'll, we'll talk about them when they come we'll to, to it. them in a minute. Right, so but best player then for Chelsea. Best. Mason Mount. Yeah, I was going to say Mason Mount. Mason Mount or Tomori, I think. Abraham had a fantastic start of the season. I think he bagged 15 goals in the Prem. He's not done anything for a long time now, though. No. He, I think everyone was saying England number nine at the start of the season, and now Danny Ings mm. is going in that squad over him at the yeah, moment. Definitely. Um, Mount, for me, has been fun. William is always brilliant. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're looking at him to leave. Like that, no. that's a massive. They only sign players to one year contracts over 30 at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Aspilla Quire as well. He's always fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say Aspilla Quire. I think for consistency, he's just been fucking great again all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you saw about the Ajax game. I remember the one at Stamford Bridge where he scored. He scored a goal and then got one rolled out for offside. And I've never, I've not seen a fullback at Chelsea play like that for so long. Mm-hmm. He was no. fantastic. He's so good. Saying? He's such a leader. What are you saying, Josh Dale? Player of the season for Chelsea. Um, I would have said um, what was his name? The midfielder, Kovacic. No. Oh, Kovacic. Kovacic. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I think he's I think he's been a consi- he's just been consistent in there, you know. Yeah. Um, and that would have, you know, he's he's been solid. I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't get the goals, but I don't think he's there for the goals. But I think he just does a a very good job in the midfield. Um, and when Zorginho doesn't play, he's He's pretty much the main man in the middle there. So, yeah, I'll go for him. Isn't it mad that Kante we've not even spoke about yet? Yeah. Again, he's been injured, hasn't he? He's, just, he's been yeah. stop-star all season, hasn't he? But, I, I feel it. like he got derailed last season as well with uh, Sari trying to play him further he's forward. I think yeah. that really, really decked him a bit. Man. Sorry, Josh, go on. Uh, well, I think I've got to agree with you. Mason Mount's been brilliant. What I've seen of Chelsea, um, Pulisic has been a great buy. Mm. I really like him. He's got a lot of flair about him. Somebody that's mm. not scared to put himself in positions that a lot wouldn't go in. You know, he's just got a, a different technical mind about him. Something that you need from players up in those positions. So direct as well. Like yeah. his first. That's why where the Hazard comparisons come in is his first instinct is to turn and attack his fullback. Yeah. But whereas where Hazard would do it with ability, Pulisic is just pure pace. He is he is rapid. Yeah. Right then. Yeah, no, I like it. Next up is Leicester. So for me, this is a, a difficult one because it's easy for me. If you judge them from their, their end position from what you would say before the season started compared to what we know now about the how the end of the season panned out so I would say 
to finish fifth, Leicester, from the start of the season expectations they've overachieved. Yeah. Yeah, they've that. overachieved. Yeah. You can't, we can't take in what they've done throughout the season. If we're looking at a full season review, mm-hmm. they, shouldn't be, they shouldn't be finishing fifth. I think if you offered Brendan Rodgers fifth in the Europa League at the start of the season, he would have sucked your dick. I'm being <laughs> fucking completely honest. I don't, yeah, you're not I saying no to that. With that team, you'd expect... Not saying no to the blowjob or fifth. Well, I don't, I don't know how Brendan Rodgers plays it in his private <laughs> life. But he's finished above Arsenal. He's finished above Spurs. I think they've had a really good season. They've suffered injuries. I think I saw a stat earlier today that said they've got 17 points in the last 17 games, which tells you what you need to know about how much you've suffered without some of the players. But, you know, they've done all right. They had a really good start to the season. But it, it just goes to show you, Premier League, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you can go as many points ahead in positions as you want, but you've got to have that consistency and that strength for depth. And unfortunately, unless they're just, they're not a massive club and they've not got the quality on the yeah. bench to step in. Well, do you, do you think, do you think they are over-reliant on Vardy's goals? Mm-hmm. I saw some on yeah. Sky Sports, yeah. I think Vardy, what, what did he end up with? 23 league goals. Yeah. 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 Was it, uh, Perez was the next on eight? Eight? Mm. It's poor you know, enough, not good enough, is it? It's probably, do you probably when one City thing that they'll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Brendan Rodgers has found a really good way of, of playing that suits Vardy. But where Leicester struggle is they've become a bigger club now. And I think Vardy's a ve- he's very much, he thrives on counter attacking football where he can beat that last defender for pace. Mm-hmm. And, but that's not the way that teams are playing against Leicester now. There's a lot of teams, the vast majority of teams are playing against Leicester now, sitting back, and they don't attack Leicester the way that they used to attack Leicester. And, I, you know, on one side, that's credit to how well Leicester have done over the last couple of seasons and, and how much they progress as a team, that pe- teams are worried now and they're sitting back against him. But you saw it against United, like, we were cagey against Leicester first half yesterday, and Vardy was silent. I didn't see him the whole game. He's just not that sort of striker. And Leicester aren't that sort of team where they will cut a defence open and Vardy will, will move into positions where it's easy for them to find him with that final pass. He just never really played like that. And Vardy's never really been that sort of striker for me. I don't know what you all think. I didn't even really think about that yesterday, but he, he literally did nothing. No, he didn't. You're right. I don't remember him being involved in hardly anything. He kept him so quiet yesterday. Yeah, like you said, you keep Vardy quiet, you keep Leicester quiet, and that's for a 33-year-old striker who you, you don't get me wrong, his age is not affecting him in the slightest. Like he's only getting better, but there's going to be a point where it does start affecting him. You yeah, can't rely. You can't rely on them legs to carry you through to make a, a Champions League push. No, no. Like I said, they've overachieved. They don't. I said earlier about teams not belonging or deserving where they t- should be. Leicester aren't good enough to be where they are. They're only there because of how bad the other teams have been, which we're going to talk about one of them next. If the other, if the other clubs have pulled the finger out, Leicester would not be where they are. No. Like so, when they won the league. But yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So I think we can all probably agree that their best player is the Golden Boot winner. Jamie. Yeah, congrats, Jamie yeah. Verdi. Because yeah. we have notable mentions for players like Kaglar Soonchu, um, who 
got one of the most ridiculous red cards I've ever seen when he just decided he wanted to leather a player inside the goal. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But, um, yeah, and also James Madison, I think, has been fantastic. And it showed how much they've missed him with him being injured. Um, yeah. And the um, right back. I think right back's been, been good. Pereira, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pereira was great. But also, while he's been injured, uh, James Justin, who's coming Justin, and filled in for him. He was very he's good. He's done a very good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's done, done really job, good. So... Tottenham Hotspur. Wolves next, isn't it? No. Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, sorry. Yeah, shit. Tottenham finished sixth, didn't they? Yeah. They underachieved. I mean, you can't go from Champions League final one season to finishing sixth the next. I'm sorry. Completely agree. Yeah. What's been wrong? We move on. Wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, we we slate Spurs so much on this podcast. Let's just give them this one. Best player, Harry Kane or Hyunmin Son. They're not going to do anything next season. Let's move on to Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. <laughs> I think they've overachieved. Yeah. Met expectations. I, really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they've under or over. I, I class mm. them as that top seven team now. I feel like if anything, like with the Leicester situation where they're only there because of how bad the London clubs have been, I think Wolves have slightly underachieved only finishing seventh. Like, I thought yeah. top six was secure for them. They were right behind us all that way, even to the point where they were looking at Champions League with three games to go. Mm-hmm. Like, if we had one slip-up, Wolves were overtaking us. And I think the loss to Arsenal really ruined the season for them. And then the draw to Burnley the week after. Yeah. It really halted everything for them. So, I think... I, I expect them to get sick if I put on all my prediction tables that I did at the start of the season. I had them down for sixth. Well, so for me, I think they've underachieved and the only way they're going to get into Europe next season is if Chelsea win the FA Cup or they go and win the Europa League. Now, that we're not going to be able to judge Wolves' season until the FA Cup's finished and the Europa League's finished. If they don't get European football, I think they've underachieved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. But the thing is, though, they've finished on 59 points and Spurs in sixth have finished on 59 points. So technically, they've finished joint sixth. If you go by the logic from <laughs> before we before we move on from that, is it time that we scrap fucking goal difference and go to head to head like the rest of Europe? Uh, yeah. So the goal difference goal... is such bollocks. Yeah, and um, Chelsea fans, any Chelsea fans who are listening, if it goes to head to head, we still finish third. <laughs> <laughs> we probably finish even more third than we do on goal difference, um, but. No, I, I like goal difference because it encourages teams to, to go for it and attack. But it, it favours... I don't know, maybe this is just because of how United have been the last few years, but I watch City, who go and drill Norwich 5-0, who will go and stuff six past someone. And then we've, we've beaten and drawn against them this season. And so if we, if we finish on level points with them, they're doing. They're finishing higher above us because of they've drilled a couple more goals in against Norwich, whereas mm. we've done results over them. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think I just prefer it the way in Spain, where if you've got two teams tied on the same points, it's like right, who did better when the teams met? It's almost yeah. like a little playoff, isn't it? And then if mm. the level, say if it's two draws or a win each, then it can go to goals difference. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. Interesting. But I know. I know what you're saying. It does encourage people yeah. to to go and bang goals. Like we want to see 
we want to see attacking football. That's the point of football. We want to see goals, don't we? We want to see Leicester beating Southampton 9 0. Yeah, we uh, love that. That's what football is all about. On the subject of goals, Jimenez, Wolves player for me, best player yeah. by far. Don't even think it's a debate there. That um, young lad, Hodens, he looks very good. Um, He's only played about three games, though. He looks very good as a good signing, though. But who's that other player that they had that looks really, really good as well? Diogo Jota has been fantastic this season. Uh, Pedro Neto, Pedro who's Neto. Through, looks great. Yeah. Adama Traore has had a transformation this season where he's, he's finally looking like he's getting an end product. And we better hope to God that he doesn't continue learning because the league's in trouble if he carries on learning at the rate he is. I think special well, yeah. mention goes to um, Patricio as well. Genio. Oh, Patricio, yeah, and Joe Matinho. I think Joe yeah. Matinho, for his age, the way he's running that midfield is phenomenal. And I can't remember what you signed him for, but it's looking like a bargain because he's yeah. a top, top-class midfielder. Mm-hmm. Podence is one to watch. That. I mean, sorry to mention it, Josh, but I, I watched the game between Wolves and Everton. And I, I think it was a game against Everton, and Podence looked fucking class that game. He just well, It was his first game. start. It mm. was his first start that game. He just ran the show, and I don't know if that was Wolves at the top of the game. I don't know if that was because Everton had just signed off for the season, but he just really looked fucking good that game. Is that the one where Jordan Pickford was laughing because he fucking almost made a mistake? Yeah. yeah. He made another one yesterday, didn't he? Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get on to him. Oh, right down. I could make a podcast <laughs> on it. Arsenal. <laughs> Overachieved. Overachieved, mate. They don't belong in the fucking top ten. No. <laughs> Arsenal, you are no longer a top six team. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, even even from how much we banter them, they've underachieved. This has been poor. Yeah, this is it's really poor. The new norm is Spurs finishing above Arsenal now. And yeah. Spurs were in fourteen for a long time ago. Like Arsenal's best result this season is selling Alex Awobis to Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Something that Josh went into great detail on a couple of weeks ago. I think Arsenal are in big trouble, you know. And you yeah. said about them going to improve next season. If they don't win the FA Cup, they have zero European football next season. Which would be a good thing, though. It could be. I was going to make that point. With Liverpool, it was a really good thing a few years ago because they managed to knuckle down on the league. Mm. But they've got no pulling power. No. Not from there. They've got the no pulling got. power. If you if you want to move to London as a footballer, would you go and play at Arsenal, or would you go and play in Europe with Spurs, or would you go and play in the Champions League with Chelsea? Yeah, no, no And then they've. I don't understand why they play Lacazette left wing. I'm sorry. I fucking. I feel like I have this rant with my Arsenal mate too many times. You've got the second best striker in the league and you force him out wide imagine how good they'd be if they played him in position mm. he, I think he needs I yeah. think he needs to go personally who? Aubameyang oh I, th- I thought I thought you were, you were inferring that um, the manager needs to you go you thought there. I was talking about lack of, oh, oh no I, t- I think Arteta is the man for the job I think if there's any sort of pulling power it's the fact that he's played he's managed under, with Pep and under Pep. And I think that's an attraction to some players. Um, he's brought out the best in Danny Ceballos, which yeah, if they he... can sign him again, he's brilliant. 
But no, in terms of Aubameyang, 31 years old now, he's never... I don't see Arsenal getting in Europe next season either, unless they make serious signings. He's, I mean, he's going to finish his career with no European football. One of the best strikers we've seen in years. I mean, their their team is is just just bang average. I mean, yeah. you take about it's, it's an eighth place team. It's an eighth it is, place isn't it? It's yeah. Granite Xhaka, Mustafi. I mean, we won't even we won't even get to Danny <laughs> Louise, will we? I mean. <laughs> We know what you think. No, please. No, Let, let's go there. No, you know, do you know? I think, I think that, I think uh, towards the end, I think the best player was the keeper. I think, I think the keeper was outstanding. Yeah, Martin, Martin, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I just again, look at their team, and it's just yeah, it's poor. It's a yeah. really poor team. It is. I mean, Saka's come through, and Saka's looked really good. Um, yeah, Willock looks all right as well. I think Josh, you mentioned Willock. Last time we did podcast, he said he looked all right against Southampton. I, I think he's looked all yeah. right, to be fair. I think he's, I, I like Maitland Niles as well, mate, but he doesn't really yeah. get a sniff in yeah. because of Bellerin and Cedric as well. Yeah. Like, so, someone's going to yeah. pick up Maitland Niles and they're going to pick up a really good play, the player there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, think, think I, I think that's the only thing they've, they've got going for them, Arsenal, is, is they have got a few promising youngsters coming through, which. Kieran Tierney as well. Get, yeah, he looks good. If they do get the opportunities. Yeah, yeah, if you do get right, the opportunities, they'll. Uh, Which is weird you know, because Arsenal have never really, have never really done that in the last no. ten, fifteen years. The youth players have never really had a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe right. that's the Arteta way. Maybe he's bringing these kids through. So if he does it, fair play to him. But nah, shite. Best player, Bobby Young for me. Uh, Saka for me. Uh, David Louise for me. <laughs> for, for entertainment purposes that <laughs> giving away the most penalties of anyone this year uh, no but yeah I think, no Aubameyang yeah it's got to be that it's got to be him yeah. just because he grew up with a golden boot it's got to be Aubameyang I think yeah. I'm just going Saka just for a different name yeah <laughs> so next up is Sheffield United newly promoted fantastic result. Chris Wilder Fucking brilliant job, Chris Wilder. Well done. A manager of the season for me. Thank you. Well, Klopp's just won it. LMA manager of the season. Yeah. Oh, has I it? feel well, like officially. I feel like if yeah. Sheffield had finished oh. in the top six, it would have been Wilder. The fact it would have been dropped Wilder, off yeah. the, the tra- They dropped off is unfortunate, but relegate. They came up from promotion, not scoring a single goal in the playoffs. <laughs> I think everyone had them got to go straight down, mm, and yeah. they've been. They've not only been good, they've been good to watch as well. I've really enjoyed watching Sheffield this season. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's they can keep it up. Different. Yeah. Mm. It's been it's been great. It, you've seen we've seen really good football from them and they've mixed it up when they've needed to. If they've needed to go long, McBurney's been fucking outstanding. Yeah. Mm. Um I really like I really like a lot of the players. Henderson, obviously. If he's not coming back to us, I hope he stays there because I really think it's really good for his development to be there. Yeah, and keep the consistency. But nah, I'm really impressed with Sheffield. They've massively. I think they're the massive overachievers this season. Mm. I think we can all agree on that, can't we? Player of the season yeah. for me, Sheffield is probably been, and there's, there's a few, but I'd, I'd say Basham. To be honest, I just think he's been outstanding, very consistent the whole time through. Mm. Yeah, good I, I'm I'm thinking John Egan. I think yeah. Egan's been outstanding. I'm going for the defence again. John Egan's been brilliant. Yeah. Say like Lundstrom as well. You could, Lundstrom could have a shout. Mm. Anderson, 
uh, for, the, for the impact he's had on the team, like Billy Sharp's been influential. Yeah. In, yeah. In, Holly in Norwood in that middle has been brilliant. Oh. I think that John, yeah. is it John Fleck? Is it Fleck? Yeah, John Fleck. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 Sander Berger when he came in as well. Sander Berger, I know, yeah. That was weird, that. Yeah, no, they've had a great season. I'm really, really impressed with them. And I, like I said, I just hope that they, they keep it up next season. I feel like if they don't get the signings, they could struggle. Yeah. Uh, and that'd be a shame because yeah. they, they've looked like a proper Premier League club this season. Mm-hmm. They've, been a, they've been a joy to watch. Right. Burnley. Overachieved <laughs> again. Can get rid of them as well? Nah, they've, they've been brilliant. They've, they've been brilliant. Think... I think they've done about. I think they finished about fifteenth last year. So, yeah. I think they've done. Uh, they've done quite well this season. Um, I think. I think especially after lockdown, I think they've been quite, quite decent form wise. But especially yeah. with all the issues that they've had with players not signing contracts and yeah. the uh, the board and the management having a big fallout. I think Sean Dyche. It looks like he could be leaving. Which, if he does, that has Burnley finished. They're in trouble. Yeah, he's, the only, he's the only reason why they they are where they are. Let's face it, yeah. there is there is spicy stoke too. Like, yeah, they just want yeah. to do the same thing week in week out for me. Yeah, but they've done they've done well, and they're a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah, and I think for a team to, we said about Bournemouth being a small club. Look at the side of turf, a size of Turf Moor. It's a yeah. fucking baby ground. I'm pretty sure Edgeley Park's almost as big. Yeah. Like. It, they're a small club, but they finished tenth, and yeah. there was a point at the middle of lockdown, or the the restart, sorry, where they were talking about Europe. Fair fucking play. Yeah. Player of the season Nate as well. Ooh, Nick Chris Pope, Wood. Mate. Probably was. Oh yeah, Pope. Nick Pope. Yeah. Was, 14, was it fourteen clean? Fourteen clean sheets. Yeah, I he mean, missed out on the Golden Glove by one. I think that says it all. That says a lot for uh, obviously how, how sort of well organised Dyke has them as well. Um, you know, for keeper, you know, a team finishing tenth, you know, and keeping fourteen yeah. clean sheets. And You've got some good very players. Organized. Keys, yeah, the defence is really solid. Tarkovsky yeah. and me are a Tarkovsky really good really partnership. Good. Yeah, I won't be surprised um, if uh, if an Arsenal or someone went in for Tarkovsky mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, he wants to cement his place in England. I think, doesn't he? I think maybe you should stay there. I wouldn't mind him. Yeah, I maybe wouldn't you mind him at all. Imagine yeah. Maguire and Tarkovsky, two massive heads. In <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine a free ball goes free? Fucking hell. Like, the best of times, Maguire's like the fucking 23A bus. Do you know what I mean? He's just <laughs> so slow to turn. Two fucking oil <laughs> tankers just trying to fucking get the ball. Flabbed <laughs> oil tank. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening to another episode of Four Manx One Toffee. To find us on social media, please search for at Four Manx One Toffee on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on all of your major podcast stations, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts. From myself, Lee, Danny, Dale, and Josh, thanks, and we'll see you next time.